So in our relationship with God, we have to grow day by day. In fact, I realize that I am growing because I have a gentleman in my house where I used to order, do this, do this. You have to go to bed, nine o'clock, and he would turn back to me and say, do you have to shout? It means before when I said go to bed, he will go to bed. But now he is growing. We have to communicate. So the relationship has shifted from commanding him to go to bed to let us reason together. Because he also has a mind of his own. When I went to Birmingham, uh, sorry, Manchester last week, and Vera would text me and say, Mom, how's your program going? Are you okay? And things like that. But when I came back, I have missed my son so much. No, when I was there, he called. And the first thing is that, have you gone to the stadium? I said, to do what? Manchester is playing. I thought, this guy is crazy. I'm here preaching. And he's telling me, have you seen Manchester? And I thought, wow. That is his level. And to him, he's talking sense with me. When I came back and he saw me the first time, he said, can you call Auntie Fusty for me? Ah, uh-uh, ah, I'm your mother. You haven't seen me for a week. I've come back. Just to say, how are you, ma'am? How was your trip? The first thing he said, call Auntie Fusty for me because Fusty had gone to Ghana. And the second thing is that, what, what am I going to eat? That got me angry. I said, listen, I am your mother. I'm doing everything for you. You haven't seen me for one week. And the first thing you are telling me or asking me to do, to call somebody who is in Ghana. And he said, oh, sorry, ma'am, I didn't know that. I said, next time you have to learn. Our relationship with God is like that. There is stages in life. God who created us, he knew us before even the foundation of the world. He said to Jeremiah, God was talking to Jeremiah. He said, Jeremiah, you are a prophet. You are going to speak for me. Jeremiah said, ah, 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 ah. Let's not talk about prophets. Because I've seen prophets, the way they speak. I am just a child. The Lord says, don't say you are a child. Because before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you came out from the womb of your mother, I have ordained you already. And you are a prophet. So at times where God is and where we are, the senses, it doesn't make us to understand. Because when God is talking to us in this relationship, God said to Gideon, somebody who is afraid, running away from what is about to happen. The angel looked at Gideon and he said, you mighty man of God. Wow. I'm coward, running away, and you from the other side, you are perceiving 
that I still have strength in me. You are still looking at me as a warrior, a champion, somebody who can go out there and do what you are calling me to do. But the reason why at times we don't understand God and we don't get the relationship this father wants with his children is that the experiences that we have come through. We are coming from a family that if you don't do this, you won't get this. They can even look at you and tell you, don't call me father anymore. Or I'm not your mother anymore because of one event of silly mistake. So at the back of our minds, we have a good relationship with the father. But this is how we have limited the God of love into the experience of our fathers and our mothers. Some of us will have a weird relationship with the teachers we went through. So we compare God with that relationship. Some of us, the marriage relationship that we're experiencing, when a man lies, a woman, the vows was beautiful. You started a good journey, but you've forgotten that every relationship, when two people are coming together, there will be always ups and downs. So you look at that relationship, and then now, even God said that you are forgiven. You can't believe, because you've hurt your wife, and she went on that journey for about two months before you came into, you know, talking terms. But today, I want to, you to have a paradigm shift that the God we are talking about is a God of all-knowing. He knows what you will do every day. In fact, there is not a day that you're going to go through God doesn't know before even you start. He knows the things that he will do, your weakness. He knows everything, so there is nothing that God doesn't know. The Bible says that all things bear naked before his sight. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, he said there is nothing that is created that God doesn't know. Everything is open. In fact, your life is like a mirror before God. Have you gone to a shop, you're doing something and you think nobody's seeing you? Then later, CCTV showing. It's a proof evidence. You can't do anything. That's the way God sees us. So God, our relationship with God is a very loving relationship. It's an authentic relationship. It's an, you know, caring relationship. He wants us to grow because anything that does not grow dies. And that is why it's important to grow. And the same way your children grow, the same way you also grow with your life with God. This morning my title is Growing with the Lord. You can do it by yourself. You cannot do it. Even with my son, my daughter, all these things, I'm always correcting them. But you see, it changes from one dimension to another dimension. Now, when I'm talking to Vera, 
I don't talk to Vera like uh, four years. Because now she's a madame of her own. At times, if you call me Betty, have you cleaned your house? There are some rigid people here. When your daughter is going to have a little fun, and he calls your name, Betty, that day, the whole heaven will come down. How dare you? I carried you for nine months. Do you know how I've suffered to give you education? It does not matter. The relationship has changed. And especially the country we are in. You want to bring what you learned from Ghana, Africa, wherever you came from, to hear at home work. So when you say Betty, I say, okay, I hope the Betty will not continue. It's just now. <laughs> it doesn't continue. <laughs> you understand? It's a relationship. We are still relating, but I've seen that this girl is growing. I've seen some of the things she's doing now. I see myself in her. That is a relationship. Day by day, the more I see her, the more I'm thanking God that at least this girl is growing. And it's the same way God sees us. God wants us to grow, but he wants us to take one day at a time. Hallelujah. The more we draw closer to God, the more you walk with God, you grow to become like him. Amen. You have his nature, but growth is a process. Somebody say process. Yesterday when I came here, last night, put your hands together for the table. I want to encourage you that next time when the children's ministry or the table or the youth, please come. Because at times we have become our own bosses. We have become our own managers. At times, we can't even move because of our positions. But when we come among the younger generations, because they don't care, they say it as it is, they do it as it is. The presence of God that was here yesterday, and I was looking at these young ones from the, heart, the bottom of their hearts, worshiping God, celebrating God. Straight away, I was standing there, I said, Lord, remind me of my first love. Because they get, give all. But if you are not careful in the process of growing, you become Madame, Pastor Betty, especially when you get the title, Prophetess Betty. So you go even to kneel down to worship. When the Holy Spirit says, do this, you are looking at the right and the left, and you don't want to do it because people are watching you. But if you are going to grow with God, and you are going to grow to love him, and bring glory to him. You have to go beyond what somebody is thinking. You have to go beyond yourself. You have to go grow in the knowledge of God. The word of God is supposed to be your mirror. It's supposed to be your instructor. It's supposed to be your teacher. It's supposed to be your corrector. If you want to grow, that is why the word of God is there. Open your Bibles with me, please. Let's read from Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. 
Colossians chapter 2. Please, I will encourage every one of you, open your Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, then you have to look. But I want to encourage you, bring your Bible, underline them, take notes because it is important. The Bible says that is the scripture, the word of God. It says, your words are spirit and they are life. So anytime you take the word of God intentionally and give respect to the word of God, it will help you to grow. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Here, Apostle Paul, I love that guy so much. Because when it comes to revelation, somebody who works with God, experiential knowledge, not something that in your theory you saw it somewhere and you pasted it, but this guy has worked with God. He has written but two thirds of the scriptures. He's deep if you want to grow. There are, I love all of them, but Paul, hallelujah, it's my yardstick. I love Paul. He said, as you have now therefore received Christ, how many of you have received Christ here? We have all received Christ. It means you have agreed, admitted that Christ is the Lord of your life. But he said, therefore, you have received Christ. In my Bible, it doesn't say that, but I believe what Paul is saying. You have received Christ. He said, Christ Jesus, the Lord. You didn't receive him as your servant but as your Lord. Now that you have received him, the way I will treat my daughter or my son is different from the way I will treat my husband. The way I will treat my Lord, God, is different. So you have received him as your Lord. Not, you know, he can be friends with you, but you have to have this image in your mind. He is your Lord. He is your king. He is your ruler. Hallelujah. He watches over you. Amen. Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4, wherever the word of the king is, there is power and authority. This is the God I'm talking about. The God who created heaven and earth. All things are his servants. Kings bow before him. This is the God I'm talking about. You received him as God, not your classmates. So you have to give that reverential fear to him. Not, you know, God is coming to kill me. But you see the awe of God. You see the beauty. You are beyond description. Majesty, we worship you. We enthrone you. When you are worshiping, always pray that the Holy Ghost will give you the glimpse and revelation of who God is. When you get to know who God is, nobody will encourage you to worship him and bow down before him. Prophet Isaiah went to the temple. A temple he has gone every day, every time, prophesying. But one day, when the Holy Ghost gave him revelation of who God is, he entered into the temple and saw revelation. He said, wow, I have seen God the way he is. The angels, they are crying holy. I'm now undone. I realize the more you see God, 
the more you see yourself. The more you see God, the more you see yourself. Because at times we don't see God the way he is, the essence of who he is. So we remain the same. Have you seen when you see somebody, like Queen Elizabeth, you see how people will, you know, do things, everybody, they, they respect. Look at this nation. The way they have put this woman there. Imagine, say something about the queen. And I'm talking about the king of kings, the lord of lords, immortal God, invisible God, the great I am. From everlasting to everlasting, it doesn't break. I'm talking about this God. Talking about God 24 hours, the angels are worshiping. They cannot say because he's more than worse. So all that they can say, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty, invisible God. So you have received God as God, as your God, not anything. Put this in your mind. Then Paul says that after receiving him, there is a walk. He said, walk in him. When he said walk in something, he didn't say walk outside him. Walk in him. So Paul says that in him we live, we move, we have our being. Everything that we are doing will do you within him. Amen. You understand? Not outside. If you understand that, when the Bible talks about walk, it's not just coming and you walking here. He's talking about your entire lifestyle. He's walking about day by day. You and God are walking. Paul says something in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. He says that I'm not crucified. He said, he didn't say I was crucified. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. My old life is gone. The law and the legality is gone. I'm now living a life by the one who loved me and died for me. The life, he said, nevertheless, Christ is living with me. So I, myself and Christ, we have one life. It's not two life. It's not double life. It means when you go to the gym, God is there. When you go to the bathroom, God is there. 24 hours relationship we are talking about. If for you to grow, it goes beyond Sunday, 45 minutes here, the word of God. That will not help you. How many times do we eat in a day? You see, you can't say it. Some of you six times. Some of you five. Some of you, the in between the, you know, snacks and things like that. You cannot grow depending on 45 hours, uh, minutes, word of God alone. It's good. Don't get me wrong. You cannot grow with just 30 minutes worship. You cannot grow. They are helping us. That's why I told them, stop. Let the people open their mouth themselves because they, we have a relationship. At times, you know, it's good the choir helps us. But you to have organic relationship with the Almighty God. When the choir ceases to pray, you have something out of the heart, abundance of your heart. You say something to God because it's a relationship. And day by day, you say, walk in Him, walk with Him. Bible says in. Uh, uh, Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. Enoch walked with God. If somebody has done it, you can do it. Amen. And even in that dispensation, they didn't have the Holy Spirit in them. But in our dispensation, we have the Holy Spirit in us. It means it's a relationship 24 hours a day. God is with us. Somebody say, God is with me. God is with me. 
if you begin to see that and know that, you walk differently. He said, Paul said, you have received him. That's good. It's the starting point. It's the foundation. But this time, walk in him. Amen. Then he goes on after the walk. What does he say? Let's look into the same scripture. Walk in him, rooted and built up in him. When we say rooted, you know, he talks when he, John chapter 15 verse 4. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the van, so that more you can, van, no more can you except you abide in me. Now you see, we are talking about walking with God in him. He says that you cannot grow by yourself. It's an inclusive thing. You have to know that I am with you. It's a walk because there are certain things you wouldn't know. It's through the word of God. Be rooted. When we talk about tree, tree has three different, um, it's a tree has three parts. The root, the trunk, and the branches. We are what? The branches, isn't it? We cannot do it by ourselves. We are part of a family. We are part of God. So he says that the root you are the branches. Your growth, the strength, the uh, nurturing of your growth based on the root. That is Jesus Christ. So he said, be rooted. After you are walking, you be rooted in him. Something that cannot be shaken. You know, the Bible says that there were two people who went to church, heard the same message, and one of them, when the rain fell and the wind blew, you know, the whole house was condemned. But he said another one had the same message. When the wind blew and the, the rain fell, what happened? He said the house was standing. Why? They had the same message. But what happened? It depends. It's not only hearing the word. The Bible says that it's not the hearers that are justified, but it's the doers of the word. When you hear the word, you have to go beyond your hearing and become a doer of the word. It's not Matthew chapter 7, 24. Two people heard the same word. That's why you will see as a pastor congregation, a lot of people will come. Then you see some people growing. Some people also stagnant. They are in the same place. They are not growing. They hear the same thing. We participate in everything, but we are not growing. Even in our pastoral duties, you need to grow. I'm growing day by day because I'm not there just to come and tell you. I myself have to also grow. No matter the capacity you are, every day you have to grow. 12th of June, I was 16. When you ask me now, you know, at times we don't even think about how old are you, you say 60. I'm more than 60. Yeah. I can't be 60 on the 12th of June and still say I'm 60. No, I have to calculate. 60 and maybe how many? June, July, August, September. 60 and three months. But at times we forget. Do you see that even the day, the 12th of June, the next day, 13th, I wasn't 60 anymore. It's the same way in your Christian work. Day by day, you have to grow spiritually. Day by day, you don't have to remain as a babe. Day by day, you were seeing him when you have an encounter with him, when you have a relationship. You know, day by day, you see God. And the more you see God, the more you grow. Amen. 
John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was what? God. So when we say walk with God, we are saying walk in the word. You can never grow without the word of God. And so if you are not a word person, then you are not going to grow. And what I'm talking, I'm talking about not just depending on your pastor to come and preach. If you eat three days, uh, three times in a day, you have your breakfast, lunch, and supper. And some of you, even the children, junior, say, where's my pudding? I say, where I'm coming from, we don't talk about pudding. If fufu, you finish it, period. Fufu, because it's heavy. You finish this and you want pudding. I say, what is pudding? You understand? So the word of God is important for your growth. You can never grow beyond the word of God. The word of God should be your yardstick. The word of God should be your foundation, the process to the end. It is the word of God. The Bible says forever your word is settled. The word has to be part and parcel of you. Without the word of God, you are not going anywhere. Walk in the word. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, he said, it's not by bread alone that man will live, but every word, somebody say every word. Every word word that proceeds from the mouth of God. There are lots in the word of God. When I'm talking about the word of God, I'm talking about fasting, I'm talking about prayer, I'm talking about intercession, I'm talking about love. Everything is in the word of God. It's inclusive, isn't it? When we go to the eat as much as you can. My philosophy is that I cannot eat much yet. So I have to take some in my car to neighbor. They say it's wrong. Pastor said, no, no, no. I say, Pastor, I cannot eat here. He said, no. They say eat as much. I say, but they didn't add eat as much as you hear here. <laughs> you know when you want to justify your mistakes. When you go there, everything is spread on the table, but it's up to you, the, 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 the capacity of your hunger. You understand? If you are going to grow, you have to have hunger for the word of God. You need a capacity, larger capacity for God, because everything is inclusive in the word of God. When you go to eat as much, there is everything, uh, curry, whatever, everything is there, but you have to choose. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, he said, let the word of God dwell in you richly. It means you can have the word of God, but it depends. Colossians chapter 3, 16, I think. Please, can you put it? Let me see if I'm correct. Colossians. Let the word of Christ, it's not the word of your husband or wife or your children, or the queen, or your um, supervisor. But let the word of God, Christ, dwell in you richly. Let, somebody say let. Let. The responsibility is yours. Allow it. So you can block it, or you can give free access. You can stop it, or you can embrace it. What I'm talking is up to you. What I'm saying now. It's up to you. If you want to take it, it's your. If you don't want to take it, still I'm preaching. Allow the word of God to dwell. Have you eaten rich cake? 
You know when those who said, Friday we came to Groovy Night, and Rebecca said, oh, Pastor, take some cake. I said, I'm not a cake person. He said, taste it. And I tasted it. I said, mm, that's nice. Give me more. That's what even cocaine dealers, they do. Before they attract you to become an addict, they will give you something to taste first. They won't take money. I have been taking cocaine before, but I, I nosy. I always want to know what is going on. When we went to evangelism, we engaged um, with one of the ladies. We engaged one guy, and he was talking about drugs and how you get. And so I'm listening because I'm a preacher. So everything, I need to put it so that I can have, you know, illustrations. So even cocaine, they will offer you free. So you take it. Mm. You sniff it. It's nice. The next day, when you come, they give you a little bit. Mm. That's nice. Then as you are hooked with it, you say, bring it. <laughs> and when you don't have money, that's where you have to go and find money. They don't, you know, the first day they, they ask you for money. They know you won't do it. But they will entice you with free, free gifts. That's what the enemy does. If you can kneel down and bow before me, I will give you the whole beauty. You show the beauty of the world to Jesus Christ. If you only worship me and you bow before me, all these things are yours. But because Jesus was a man of the word of God, he said, it is written, all the beauty, the glory, everything you are showing to entice me cannot get me from where I am because it's never by bread alone. Bread is important for the flesh, but the word that comes from God can sustain me, can empower me, can take me on, no matter what it is. So without the word of God, you cannot grow. Establish, say, rooted in establishing him. It takes the word of God for you to grow. Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 15, 16, 15, he says that your words have I found it and I have eaten it. And it is the joy. Please put it on for me. I want to. Is it three? No. Jeremiah 16, 15. I think 16, 15. Jeremiah, go to 15, 16. Let's read it together. Your words were found. And I ate them. And your word was to me the joy of the of my heart. For I have called my So if your words were found, it means you have to search for it. If it's found, search for it. And I have asked them. How do you eat the word of God? The same way you eat your food. He's talking about meditation, not just quoting it, but the word of God, you sit down. He said, meditate on it day and night, and it will bring success to you. And I'm not saying just you sit one place, you don't go anywhere. In your car, instead of listening to uh, somebody, just listen to the word of God. Listen to it until it becomes part of you. In Jeremiah 29, Jeremiah says something. They were persecuting this man of God, and he said that I'm not going to mention God anymore in my life. But he said, I cannot stop it, because the word of God is in me. 
It is in my bone. Put Jeremiah 29 for me, please. Can you, let's work fast, please. Jeremiah 29. 29. Let's read it together. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Go on. It's not. Oh. No, nine, nine. I think twenty-nine. You didn't finish. Oh, can you put it on? Is it there? Oh, no. I think something is missing there. No. Is it all? He said, I, I, I can't hold it back because it was, which translation? Uh -huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, let's read it now. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. Mm-hmm. become the word of God has become parcel and part of me. It has become the fabric of my soul, my life, my decision, everything. I cannot separate from the word of God. So when persecution was coming, the word was so strong than the persecution. It was so strong than the sickness. It was so strong than the distraction because the word of God is in my heart burning and in fact is in my bone. So if you want to destroy me, you have to destroy my bone and everything and get me. That's what we are talking about. If you want to grow, the word should not just be quoted, but the word should be part of your daily work. The word should be shot in your bones. That no matter what, when you are saying one thing, the word of God is also coming through your spirit and your mind. You will face challenges. You will go through in this work. But one thing that you should not leave aside is the word of God. Because the word is strong. The Old Testament guy is saying that the word is in my bones. The New Testament, you know, we shout, yeah, yeah. Where is the word of God? You pray just now, and then one minute you are talking about my sickness. You've already, uh, you know, settled that it's my sickness. You understand? So if it's your sickness, the devil says, oh, have you heard? He said, my sickness, oh, so I have to help. God also is waiting. When you say that, I know my redemption lives. I know that this is a passing challenge that I will go through. Amen. You understand? You have to know the word of God. So that when Satan gets up in the morning to disturb you, you speak the word of God with authority and boldness. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the word of God is not a mere word. It's a spirit and there is life in the word of God. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman who needed not to be ashamed is the one who accurately dividing the word of truth. You study to show yourself. You study to grow. I'm not saying go to Bible school. I'm saying just study. As you study, we were PhD. We go for degrees. We love talking about it. It's incredible. But I'm telling you, with all the credentials and everything, if you don't have the sustainable word of God that is able to make you strong and push you forward, that is why people who have riches, they have cars, they have goals, they have everything, but they are miserable because they don't have any foundation that will sustain them. 
Let me tell you, your car will not give you happy, uh, happiness. It's for a short time. But the word of God, you understand? Job said that you, I have esteemed your word more than my necessary food. I have given reverence to your word. Your word is a light unto my path. A lamp unto my feet. We are talking about walk in God. It is the word that brings light. It is the word that brings direction. In Psalm 32 verse 8, he says, I will instruct you the way you should go. And I will also guide you. The word is your instructor. Look at the words Paul chose there. Walk in him, built in him. We're talking about root, get rooted. We're talking about tree. Then he talks about built in him. He's talking about construction. In your walk to grow with God. There are certain things God will put, you know. Architects will see, give you a beautiful picture. They come and sit down with you. Madam, look at what you want. You sit down. Da, 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 da. Then in the eyes of the architect, I've seen a finished product, house. But in your eyes, you are seeing all this confusion and everything there. But because they are an expert, and that's what they do. When you are seeing the sun and the, all these things, they have seen the finished product. And God has seen your finished product of how you are going to grow and you become like him. And so the work and the process, you know, he's constructing your, your life. Day by day, he's pruning you. Day by day, he's correcting you. Day by day, he's instructing you. Day by day, he's stretching you. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, it is God who is at work in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. And in fact, you know, Paul says something. I think First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, he said that everything you do, you eat and drink, do all into what? To the glory of God. It means, you know, people think that, oh, Christianity is when you come here and say, I love you, Lord. No, 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 no. Everything that you're doing. And that's why when you were eating and you were full, you have to stop it. Yeah, because you are eating with God. When you wear something and it's revealing, don't wait for somebody to tell you. Your conscience, you know, it's an intentional thing. It is something that unconsciously you are working with God. Before, I used to think that I can change people. One day, the Lord said that I have died for them already. You didn't die for them. So just do your part and go. There are stages. So now I have a mercy. You know, where before I would bulldoze my way. But I'm growing. That's what we are talking about. I'm not saying that you are perfect, but I'm saying that have a heart of loving God and growing with God. That is it. You are, you know, God is the constructor. Day by day, he's shaping you. Day by day, in your work with him, in your relationship, in everything, God is there. And he's going to make sure that when you stand before him, there is a scripture I'm trying to remember where it is where he's saying that, you know, he will present you faultless before his presence. I think it's in Jude, Jude, Jude chapter 1, verse 20, 22, 24. Please let me finish with this. Can you go to Jude chapter, chapter 1? The last 
verse, please, quickly. Not Judges, Jude. Verse 24. Jude, not Judges. There's, you know Mr. Femi's son, Jude. <laughs> J-U-D-E. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's, let's read this together. Now to him who is... You see what we are talking about here. He's able to keep you from falling. You cannot grow by yourself. I'm watching my son, Junior, and I'm enjoying that, this guy. This morning he came to me and said, you know daddy's reaching somewhere? I said, yes. But you see, something is not right. I said, why? He doesn't know even the people he's going to preach to them. I said, Junior, don't worry. I have preached there. And they asked me, and so no. He said, if they're satanic, how would he know? I don't think that this should go and preach there because maybe they are satanic. I say, no, Junior, they are not satanic. <laughs> you understand? And day by day, I'm watching and the way he's reasoning with me and everything, and I realize that, ah, the more I see my son growing, the more I see myself also growing with God. Amen. Yesterday, some of our children went to university, and I thought, ah, they are walking around here. All of a sudden now, you look at them, you can't just go and say, shout at them and all this. You have to reason. Even God, he said, come, let us reason together. <laughs> God will never tell you, come and reason together. If he doesn't put you in a capacity where you can reason with him. It means he knows that you have a mind. Amen. And he doesn't want to control and overpower you. It's a relationship. Sit down, let us reason together. Why did you do this, God? Because I was angry. You are not right. Next time you don't do that. That's how he deals with that. You understand? Because you are not perfect. Come, let us reason together. He said unto him, not unto you, who is able, he's more than able to keep you from falling and to present you a complete house. You will complete this work with God. So that amen is very weak. You will complete this work with God. You will grow into maturity. You will learn the word of God as never before. The Lord will give you understanding, revelation, so that the enemy will not take you into guilt trip. You know, every time you will run, ah, I've done this, and that's, ah, it will take you from legality. If I pray three hours, it's good for me. If I don't get the time to pray three hours, it's also good for me. When I'm tired, it's okay. Jesus was tired. You see, when you get it like that, your Christian life, you enjoy it. Because, oh, I didn't go this, I didn't do this, I didn't, uh, and you come, it's not like that. <laughs> you understand? When you, you get it right. When you don't get it right, it's still part of the process. You are growing. Amen. The day even you want to, you heard a message and you want to be holy, that is the day you, 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 you will lose it. I think when you wake up in the morning and you pray in the presence of God and everything, and you say, oh Lord, and you want to be a Christian as never before. You sit in your car, somebody comes from here and they swell. You look at them and say, what's wrong with you? 
You said at home you're going to be a nice Christian. That's the day you will miss it. Do you understand? So Christianity is not the do's and don't reject If you don't do this, no. But it's a loving relationship. It's a genuine relationship. It's transparent relationship. We are working together. We will miss it. We will get wrong, but we will get it right. Because he is able to keep us from falling and to present us from hallelujah. Oh, stand up and give God a praise. Hallelujah. We can't go. We can't go. I want us to pray two minutes, you know. When I say two minutes, I mean two minutes. I went to preach somewhere. He said, we are going to pray for two minutes, 30 minutes. Ah, we are going to do so. When we finish, I say, woman of God, later, if you are not careful, they won't take your word. Because he said two minutes and we pray 30 minutes. He said, oh, they understand. I said, uh -uh. so I said two minutes and I'm going to watch. It's 12.31, 12.33. It we stop it. I want you to lift up your right hand and respond to the message you heard right now. Lord, I want to grow with you. Just in your own words, speak to God. Spirit of the living God, thank you for giving me the opportunity to minister. But I need to grow day by day. I need to grow to know you intimately, devotedly, committedly. Spirit of the living God, you are my tutor. You are my instructor. You are my teacher. You are my confidence. Lord, help me. I need to grow. I need to grow. Grow with you. You are the one who perfects everything. Holy Spirit, correct me, rebuke me, chastise me, love me, encourage me, inspire me, empower me. Grace, give me more grace in the name of Jesus. I thank you. The spirit of wisdom is upon my life. I will make it regardless of the weaknesses. Lord, I will make it in the name of Jesus. It's a one-way street. I am going all the way with you. I will not look back because I can do all things through you who strengthens me. I thank you and I bless you. It is done. Help me to be a good leader, a good servant. Help me to be a good mother, wife. Help me to be a good friend. Help me to be a good sister in the mighty name of Jesus. Help me to see people the way you see them. Lord, I want to thank you. In Jesus' name. Shout a big amen. Hallelujah.